Welcome back to What the Fuck Is This Podcast. We didn't introduce ourselves in the last one. Oops. I'm one of your hosts, Monica. I'm Miranda. <laughs> and this week we are talking about episodes three and four of A Secret Life of an American Teenager. Um, watch along with us because this is a yes. good show to watch along with. And um, it's all... Are you out? Yes. It's a very easy watch. Yeah. Um, Stop. You can put it on in the background. Yes. Um, but yeah, before we get into that, because it's going to be quite short. Yeah. There wasn't a lot to write about for episode three. No. Um, Marina's going to tell us a book tea. Because yes. she recently got a Kindle. Yes. My, now, this is going to air after Christmas, but it hasn't actually been Christmas. But Matthew got me a Kindle for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then he ordered it to my parents' house at Thanksgiving, and my mom was going to wrap it all, but then he was like, you should probably take the Kindle and make sure like it works and everything while we can still return it in case something's wrong with it. So, yeah, because we bought it on a Black Friday deal, because mm-hmm. like, they had those early deals oh, the week yeah, of yeah. Thanksgiving. Amazon did. So anyways, I got a Kindle. So I've been no, reading... I fucking love a Kindle. I know. I've been reading a lot of the books on Kindle Unlimited that I have been on my book talk all the time. And so I'm going to talk about one today. It's Considered Me by Becca Mack. I think is what I just... I literally just looked at it and now I'm scared that I didn't remember. Yeah, Becca Mack. There's two in the series. I haven't started the second one. Well, I kind of did. I don't like it as much. Um, I just don't like her perspective as much as I did Olivia's um, in the second book. Because it is kind of dual perspective. It's most... The first one was written mostly from Carter's. But every now and then you get something from Olivia to, like, further the story or provide, you know, they were separated and to provide her half of it or whatever. So, oh, hold on before you start. I do want to say I do, I am starting to like the dual one. I know. But it depends on the writer. The writer. some of them are so shitty. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? But, like, this one, it's a dual and I fucking love it. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it can work. You just have to know how to do it, in my opinion, and do Mm -hmm. it well. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so, okay, so basically, I'll call spoiler alert in just a second, but basically, it's, well, I want to make sure people know what it's about. Um, He plays hockey. He is the highest paid NHL member, and Mm -hmm. he's captain of the Vancouver Vipers. I don't think it's a real team, but I don't know <laughs> shit about hockey. <laughs> I just know the it, book, what the book says. Yeah. Um, exactly. So it's set in Canada. But basically, he is a man whore. Okay? <laughs> For the best put term. He doesn't, mm-hmm. like, it's so bad, like, they can't, the girls can't spend the night. Nothing. Like, he doesn't give them their phone, his phone number. Nothing, okay? And come to find out, he has two houses. He has a a condo, which was a gift from the team when he signed his contract. Mm-hmm. But, like, he has a condo in the city that is, he doesn't have anything there. Nothing personal because he owns a home in the, like, Ooh. woods or something. <laughs> and, um, I'll tell you why I think it's in the woods in just a second. Because... But yeah, so basically, he has like a whole bachelor pad just to fuck the girls in so that they don't come to his home. So he's, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. That's not a player. That's like, 
That's like a professional. It's like a man whore, okay? So, but until he meets Olivia, and Olivia is his teammate's girlfriend's best friend, okay? So, like, his teammate Mm -hmm. and also his best friend has a girlfriend, Kara. His name's Emmett. And then her best friend, Kara's best friend is Olivia. So, they hadn't met in the entire year that Kara and Emmett have been dating just because, like, her schedule, his schedule, or he'll leave with another girl before Olivia shows up, whatever it is. But it's Kara's birthday, so they finally get to meet. And he sees her, and he's instantly, like, she's so attractive. And then when he starts talking to her, he's like, oh, I don't even want to just sleep with her. Like, I want to get to know her, okay? So, from here on out, I'm pretty much spoiler alert. But, because that's, like, the first, like, 20 pages where he meets her, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. They're, like, establishing that this is who the book is going to be about. Yeah, so basically, that's that. Probably after this, I'm going to give a lot of spoilers. (laughs) Basically, um, he starts talking to her and stuff to get to know her. Like, literally wants to get to know her, not just... (laughs) He just slept the fuck out of her. He's like, you don't go outside, bitch. (laughs) Um, Like, he literally wants to get to know her. He wants to know what she does, all that. Kara has obviously given her best friend, like, a heads up, Mm -hmm. as you do... But she's like, he is like a teddy bear. Like, he's a really nice guy. Just don't, like, have sex with him, you know? Yeah, like, like, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. That's probably all he wants. And so, but he's, like, taking her on dates, and they go, like, and he's, like, she gets to see, like, the softer side of him at some of these events and stuff that he's doing publicly. Like, there's um, a Christmas tree lighting where, with some kids there. And so she sees him with, like, children and signing so many autographs and, like, all of his fans and stuff. And so, yeah. So, basically, there's filler like that until New Year's Eve. And on New Year's Eve, they kiss for the first time at midnight. And then she ends up staying the night with him um, because she's, like, drunk or whatever. And she doesn't want to go home with Kara and Emmett. So she stays with him. They do have sex. But... Um, he like wakes up and it's like, I'm going to make you breakfast and stuff, but she freaks out because when she's waiting for him to wake up, she reads an article about like his 12 top lays of the year or something like, cause you know, it's new year's. So like some stupid gossip article was writing this story or whatever. Okay. So she freaks out. She leaves. He ends up winning her back. I'm going to try and keep this short. Cause like there was a lot of, and then basically <laughs> He wins her back, and she's like, okay, just, like, don't hurt me or whatever. Like, I'm, I want to learn to trust you. And he's like, that's good because, like, I can see myself marrying you and all this. <laughs> he has some trauma because his dad died, which is kind of why he is a man whore. Because his parents had such a perfect love and relationship, he was scared he would never find it. And he didn't want to put himself in a situation where he would lose it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, his mom is so sad yeah. now. Even seven years later, because she doesn't have her soulmate, you know? And he's like, what if I can't find mine and I don't want to get hurt trying to find her? Yeah. Anyways, so they have all these cute dates and different things. And then they end up winning the Stanley Cup. And on the night that they win the Stanley Cup, they're celebrating. And they end up turning it into, like, an impromptu bachelor bachelorette because... Oh, because on New Year's Eve, Kara and Emmett got engaged. Like, Mm. whatever. I don't care about you guys. (laughs) Um... So they got engaged, 
so they end up turning the Stanley Cup because everyone's celebrating into like an impromptu bachelor bachelorette. And so they separate at the end of the night to go do girl things and guy things or whatever. Well, when he's like saying goodbye to her and putting her in the limo and everything for the girls trip, um, these two girls approach him and one turns out to be another player's ex-girlfriend and he had caught her cheating on him. So he kicked her out, kicked her out of the house. She didn't have a job. She like fully relied on him and was just basically like a trophy girlfriend. And now she doesn't have anything. So she wants to tear the two of them apart. She takes all of the pictures of Olivia from, you know, their spicy moments off of his phone and sends them to herself and is like threatening her and him. And so basically the paparazzi catch them going into the hotel together because that was like part of her thing. He, when they get in the hotel room, he's like, I'll give you money. I will give you anything you want. And she's like, all I want is to see you guys broken up and miserable. And so basically Olivia wakes up the next morning from the girl's trip. He did not come home or whatever. And Emmett was like, hey, have you seen him? He like left the bar. We thought he just went to go home with you or something. Like you both decided not to do the girl's trip thing, guy's trip thing. Yeah. And he, she's freaking out. She sees the pictures. He comes home. And he's, like, so shaken up about it, he can't tell her what happened. So she just draws her own conclusions that he, you know, he couldn't say stay truthful. Or, yeah. Uh, not truthful. He well, went back basically to the truthful. Yeah. yeah. But basically also truthful if he can't tell her what happened. Long story short, he, like, separates himself for a while from her. And she's, like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, he has shown me time and time again that no matter what, He's going to help me get through my hard stuff. I'm going to go help him get through his hard stuff. Because basically he tells Kara and Emmett what happened, what really happened. Mm. And so Kara's like, you have to hear him out. You have to give him a chance. And she's like, he's not calling me. So basically she shows up at his house. He had changed the door pad code, um, which is going to be super important. And so she's like sobbing on the front door. She's like, he locked me out. He won't talk to me. Like, what did I do? Why am I not enough or whatever? Mm. No, he comes home from walking the dog, and he's like, oh my god, what are you doing here? Picks her up, makes her feel better, and he's like, I changed the door code because people just kept coming over unannounced. I couldn't take it. It's not you. Like, I'm trying to learn to be without you, and she's like, why are you trying to be without me? He's like, because I let you down, and he finally tells her what happened, and she's like, what the fuck? Like, you should have told me that on the night, and he's like, but I didn't protect you. I promised to protect Mm. you. And I'm sobbing. I was like, yes. You tell him. And then she goes, I don't care. We're going to figure it out. He's like, why already figured it out? The police pull up. She's like, we got the two girls. They're arrested. And we got the pictures back. And so now they could be together happily ever after. He ends up proposing to her. Um, oh, at Kara and Emmett's wedding in the summer, he Please proposes. Please don't do that. Kara in the book was like, I gave him the go-ahead because I helped okay, him take out the like ring a- in May. I was like, let me hand my bouquet to her and you be standing there. Okay, so that's, but, yeah, that's understandable. But- it was the bride's idea, but like, it was oh, no. still not my taste. Whatever. Um, and then they decide that they want to get married in November. I don't know why. They just picked November. But, um... Oh, she moves in and everything. They sell her house, all this stuff. And 
Um, they get engaged, and then they're going to get married in November. The epilogue is their wedding, where he pulls a full Jim Halper and accidentally announces her pregnancy that they found Aww. out, like, ten weeks ago. Ah! So, I'm screaming, crying. It was amazing. I'm so happy. And there's a second book. I just haven't decided if I want to read it because it's about a different teammate and Carter's sister, Ooh. and I just don't really care for her POVs. Like, she's really, like, a Debbie Downer, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Sorry, Jenny, but that's just how I feel. <laughs> Anyways, that's my book, guys. What so, do you rate it out of five? Ooh. Four and a half, probably. Because I, it, one, it was very long. But I did, I, I did love it. But it was like almost 600 pages. Oh, But I shit. was also like living for it because we got everything. Okay. okay. Episode three. Oh, let me get the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I have five lines for this episode. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to scream. Look at its synopsis. Look at all the synopsis hereafter. Why is this happening? Oh. I feel sick. Ben, that's the name for the episode. Why are you looking at me like that? Because <laughs> I didn't know that was the name of the episode. I thought that was, you were starting to read the synopsis. I was like, who the fuck is I? <laughs> me, I don't feel good. No. I'm sick of this show. Ben continues to fall harder for Amy and the two share their first kiss. Elsewhere, Amy tells her sister about her pregnancy before she tells her parents. What do you mean elsewhere? That's the stupidest fucking me. Whatever. It should have been meanwhile. Like, yeah. Grace uses Ricky as a cover to sneak around with Jack, and jealous Adrian feels like Ricky is just using her for sex. I mean, pretty much. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Yeah. Um. You can start. See, I feel like you wrote a lot more than I did. I just want to know why... Amy's dad, Grace's mom, and their spouses have so much fucking beef. Oh, I over a marriage that took place. Fucking like fifteen years. Like you don't have any kids together. It's not even like Tom, who's Grace's older brother, is a byproduct of Amy's dad and Grace's mom. Like their children are with their respective partners. But, like, literally, in this episode, Amy's mom is like, I'm not going to you because you took yeah. on Grace Bowman's dad as your new doctor partner. Duh. And, oh, she can only go on Wednesday afternoons because he won't be in the office. <laughs> like, I For can't what? stand that shit. It's the dumbest thing to me. And then, the next thing I wrote is, how is she already putting on weight? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, no. There's no indication that it has been... Any some like, I think at max time it's been like six weeks, maybe. Max. Yeah, because these last two weeks have taken place over like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. What the fuck? Um, she's like mad at the doctor for herself being pregnant. Yeah, because this is the episode where the doctor keeps calling and she's yeah. like, "Stop calling me." Yeah, but like, dude, you're she's the one trying, that's trying to help, help you. you. Yeah, like you need. <laughs> Sorry, the security alarm's going off. Yeah. <laughs> like she said, you need to be on prenatals and yeah. all of that. Like, what the know. fuck? Oh, and then we find out it's a school requirement that they have to get a physical before mm-hmm. each year. 
No. How? I only oh I only had to get a physical if I was doing sports. No, yeah, exactly. The sport like, required it, but not the school. Yeah, no. How did the mom see Amy's swollen feet across the fucking living room? <laughs> I don't fucking know. And then she blames it on her being at band practice all day. And then she's like, we need to get you out of band. <laughs> what? So they're going to pretend date, like we said in the synopsis. Grace has no friends. I thought that was the dumbest line. Write her some fucking friends. And I was... Yeah. And then Adrian... I was like, okay, bed buddies. Because Adrian says that her and Ricky are just bed buddies. Um, oh, and then this is my favorite part. I said, that outfit is sexy. Because her sister implies that this... She's wearing a like a t-shirt with a tank top over top. And that's sexy. I don't understand. And then the tank top. Are you talking about the white one that's like yes. super long? I don't understand yes. that one. So she's like, you look, you actually look sexy. Oh my God. Oh yeah. And then she's like, your boobs grew. Yeah. Um, she stutters again yeah, in that scene. Stuttering again. Oh my God. That's, a, oh, and then Ben, Ben, fuck it. Oh, no, no, no. Her clothes don't fit her anymore. And then Amy tells her sister. Yeah. Amy tells her sister after the fair date. Yes. And when she throws up on the carousel. She threw up on the carousel. No, was it the Ferris wheel? No, the carousel. Because they rode it a second time. Mm, yeah. That yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like, the way they are writing this pregnancy. Like, sure, I've never been pregnant. But, like, I've been around pregnant people. Yeah. Um. Also, if she wanted to take care of it, she just should have rode some roller coasters. Because you're not supposed to ride roller coasters in the first, like, eight weeks of your pregnancy. I mean, true. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, but... No, yeah. <laughs> literally. Anyways, okay. Yeah. And then the last note I wrote for this is... So, they have kissed... Or they have not kissed, but they've said, I love you. Yeah. Because after she tells her sister and she takes a shower from throwing up and everything, Ben comes back over to bring her jacket <laughs> that he cleaned... And they kiss in the... Like, I forgot something, though. Entryway. And they make up. But I want to talk about how hilarious the sister was. But she's like, you fucking stink, bitch. Yes! <laughs> and she kept talking about it. She's like, you stink. But she's like, like, can you go clean up before we keep having this conversation? Yeah. And Amy's like, yeah, yeah, sorry. And she's like, I stayed up to ask you a question. And you prick it. Yeah. And the things did. that she, like, put together to imply she... What are you talking about? No. Oh, let me get episode four. Episode four. This one I wrote a lot about. Not like a lot, a lot. Yeah. But it's a little bit over. Four. Caught. Amy can't stand Ben's clingy behavior, especially in her, in the face of her parents' increasingly strained relationships with one another elsewhere. There's that word again. (laughs) Ricky continues to play a part in Grace and Jack's plot to see each other, but things backfire. Jack sees... Comfort, seeks comfort in Adrian. If you say so. So this episode starts off with Grace calling Ricky. Oh my God. And he runs out of the house. He runs out of Adrian's apartment because he fell asleep. And he, she doesn't want to give him his shirt. Yeah. So he leaves shirtless. Yeah. And then right before he gets there, Grace is like 
fucking attacked by these creeps. And she, I just don't understand the kneeling down, praying, grabbing the bottle, smashing it, and then threatening the guy with it. I don't understand if she thought there was nothing else. So she was like, I'm just going to pray that I live. Yeah. But the way it was like, (laughs) Ching, stop. Like, and then as soon as she does that, like Ricky pulls up (laughs) shirtless. But don't worry, the guys saw a glass bottle broken and were like, we gotta go! Yeah. No. What? No. There's also, two of you. These fucking men are pedophiles. Oh, yeah. No. I don't know what they wanted with her. I don't They either. wanted her in the truck. They were drunk. But like, uh, anyways. No. Um, anyways, so she winds up on the news with the security footage and the dad... Like, in what world? I don't know. But what I fucking bank would do that. I, None. I I don't know. Um but the dad wakes Amy up so he can see it. Oh, and that's yeah. when we learn that the beef goes all the way to the top. Like it's not yeah. like a spouse jealous or anything. No, he is still beefing with his ex-wife who yeah. he has no and he's super fucking happy ties that to. His, like daughter is in the scandal or whatever. And then Grace's brother is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> I love... What's his name? Tom? Yeah. I love him. Why are they the most basic fucking names? Tom and Grace? Um, Amy's... Or Amy's dad doesn't like this outfit that her sister comes down wearing because it's, like, too clean cut. And he's like, give me a straight answer. After she's been saying, like, only yes and no. I was like, yeah. what kind of straight answer do you need? Like, she's literally saying yes or no. And the, okay, so I wrote this down. He was like, who would be knowing, who would, he's like, who knows that you've had sex or whatever? And she's like, me and my lover. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, that to me was hilarious because it's like, stop fucking talking. Like, no. Um, And then, so so next day at school, Ricky finds Grace and they're like talking about it or whatever. Because her and Jack had just finished arguing about it. And he was all upset. He's like, why did you show up shirtless and all this other shit? She's like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> he just left me there. Also, why would he just leave her there? Wait for the guy to show up. All and right. why didn't she call sooner? I don't know. Bad boyfriend. <laughs> Bad fake boyfriend. And then she's, I wrote down this, in the, this other quote. Where Grace <laughs> tells Ricky, would you make fun of me? He goes, Probably. Oh my uh, god. I was <laughs> here for it. And then while they're talking, Jack comes up again and he <laughs> takes off his shirt. It's like, this is what a real man looks like. Yes, because Adrian came through to give Ricky his shirt back because Oh, and she takes Ricky's off Ricky's talking to Grace. She takes off the shirt that he's <laughs> Because left. she wore his uh, shirt to school to be like, Yeah. Guess where it was, bitch. And yeah. I was just like and then she just takes it off and is walking around in her bra. Literally, yeah, where's, where's the dress code? And she doesn't get in trouble for it. No. Meanwhile, Ben and Amy are having their first fight, and he's crying about how he can't lose her. They haven't even made out yet. <laughs> and Amy is, like, picking fights at this point. Yeah. Like, for what, ma'am? She is so problematic to me. She is very selfish. Yes! And she's like, I don't remember exactly what was happening, but, like, it was towards the end... And, because it's after band practice or whatever, and she's, like, literally, like, 
saying things so that they fight. Yeah. Like, I did not get it. I no. don't understand. Um, but yeah. Um, Adrian's mom is home. Oh, yeah. But I was confused because Adrian's mom is home and she has somebody over. And yeah. Adrian's talking to her mom. She's like, oh, who's your friend? And then she's like, as long as I don't have to call him uncle. Which, like, what? I don't know if she was trying to make, like, a bad joke or something because she'll never call anyone dad. Yeah. I don't I just, know. I didn't understand that. I didn't either. And then Amy gets home from band practice, and the mom's like, I thought you were with your dad. She's like, no, I went with Ben. We went to go eat. Mm-hmm. She's like, so you haven't seen your dad? He's going to go play pool. He did that when we first got married. Where the fuck is he at? And then she, a fucking grown-ass woman is about to ask her daughter if she thinks her dad is cheating on her. Yeah. In what world? Yeah. No. And I don't understand why in moments like this she doesn't take the opportunity to be like, I'm pregnant. Like, her mom is already feeling, like, vulnerable or mm-hmm. whatever. Just be vulnerable back. Yeah. And be like, look, we gotta talk about something. And she just keeps not telling her mother that she's pregnant. <laughs> oh, something I forgot to talk about. I think it was the last episode. I don't know. When the dad rolls his recliner in the kitchen and her mom just picks a fight about the bills. And I was like, please, he's trying to enjoy his recliner in the kitchen. No. What is this show? How is it real? Yeah. Honestly. Um, my next note is Jagged starts, wants to hang out with Adrian. He invites her to church. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the episode where everybody goes to church. Yeah. So he invites Adrian to church and she's like, well, we sin a lot. We can keep on sinning, basically. And she's like, we can do stuff on the way to church. <laughs> and like, then he's man. like, no, that's wrong. Whatever. She's like, fine. But what does the Bible say about on the way home? But like, she, and then she's like, also like, where in the Bible does it say sex before marriage is bad? He's like, I don't, I don't know. know. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> Uh, and then he invites her to church they end up going but they agree that they're like both going so that he can make grace jealous and she's going to make um ricky ricky jealous and then they show up and she's talking on the to the news people like all this other stuff saying like the church has helped her or whatever and then ricky shows up and he's like oh there he is he's wearing a shirt now (laughs) but yeah and Ricky came to church for grace. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then his um, his foster mom was a social worker, and she's like, I don't think you should be going to church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think is what my last note is about, because the last thing I said is, why is she yelling at him like that? No, I don't. I don't know who I was talking about, but it's probably that, because it didn't make any fucking sense. No. My last note is Ben and the Sausage King, his dad are having a conversation and Ben's dad asks Ben if Amy's pregnant. Yeah. And that, like, he doesn't really say where he heard it from or anything, or not that I remember, but he asked her and then she wa- he wants to ask her, but it's the love of his life. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I have. Very short. Quite um, riveting. I'm trying to think of some news. 
Oh, I want to talk about R. Kelly fucking releasing fucking a new album. Oh my god. I missed yeah. that. No. Oh, R. Kelly's lawyer, he, he wrote an album called I Admit It, and his lawyer says that the songs were stolen and they were getting uploaded or whatever. They didn't have the authority to do it or whatever. But, like, that's not the problem here. No. It's a 13-track... It's a 13-track set called I Admit It. But, like, why the fuck is R. Kelly still writing songs while he's in fucking jail? Yeah. What the fuck? No. Fuck you, R. Kelly. Fuck anybody that is like him. Yeah. I don't want to be even more explicit than we already are. But fuck you. I hope you die in jail. You deserve it. And you can't read. (laughs) The insult to top all insults. Mm -hmm. You can't read. Yeah. Anyways, that is it for this episode. Yeah. There's not much today, guys. Yeah. Um, Seeing how these first two episodes went... I think we're going to have to watch more episodes because (laughs) that was very, very short. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I guess you'll see next episode. (laughs) But that was it for this episode of What the Fuck is This Podcast. You can chat with us. Send us your tea. We want to know what the fuck is going on in your life. Yes. And like our stuff. You can find us at what the fuck is this underscore podcast. <laughs> Got it right this time. Um, it's everything. You can do Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So we'll catch you on the flip side. Adios. Bye, guys.